record we have to leave eight seconds of silence to get a recording of what silence sounds like in the room and it's the eight most awkward seconds of my life i'm always like okay be quiet be quiet as soon as i press it i'm the one like (laughs) i think it's because like the first time we did it my stomach growled yeah um right the very first recording ever welcome to the paltercast i'm hamish and i'm tiffany um we haven't talked about something, actually, yet, since we've seen each other, because something's happened in our lives. What's that? We both finished Gilmore <gasps> Girls. <laughs> we have both finished Gilmore Girls. And as you know, this is the Ghost and yeah. Gilmore Girls podcast. podcast. Yes, yeah, part um, of our, um, our kind of, our reboot is a more Gilmore Girls <laughs> kind of direction. <laughs> We're going to slowly transition this mm. into a Gilmore Girls podcast. Um... What have you got to say for yourself? That sounds so accusatory. So I watched A Year in the Life. Yeah. um, But I watched it... I think we watched the first one in the same night we watched the finale of the first series, which is not the intention for the show. Um, And I know that you have opinions. Yeah, well, see, my Gilmore Girls experience, I guess, this year was different from yours, because this is your first time seeing it ever, whereas I was doing a complete rewatch. And I did see... I hadn't watched the main series for a few years, but I did watch A Year in Life when it first yeah. happened. And on a second watch, like, it's not as bad as <laughs> I thought it was the first time. Okay. Like, I think my main problem is it has in- individual components which are on point and on form Gumball Girls. Yeah. But then the overall, like, plot, is not good. <laughs> in, like, a lot of it isn't. Like, I think Emily's story is really good. Mm-hmm. But I think Rory is completely wrong. Rory's is weird. I feel it just, like, she hasn't grown up. Mm. Like, it's been ten years. She's th- like, 32. And she's not... She's still, like... She, she, has, she isn't acting like she's matured at all. She's, she wrote one thing for the New York Times, which you never really find out about. Yeah. It feels like whenever they do a Superman film and they have Lois Lane and the writer doesn't know what actual journalists do. Yeah. So she's like, I want a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> anyway, I'm writing the sports article today. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that. I can feel like she's still just like going around going to job interviews yeah. and papers like she was in her final season. Yeah, just like it's acting like it's carrying straight on and um, the only difference is oh she's in London sometimes because she's having an affair with Logan and it's just which I I don't know if anyone wanted to see happen no and I just feel by that point she would have moved past that kind of relationship 
Yeah. As in, I actually liked too. when the first episode started and she had just completely new boyfriend. Yeah, I liked... And then they really mistreated him for no I know. real reason. It's just it felt like, weirdly cruel. I know, it's just like, oh, we forgot about him and you see him in the first episode and then apparently they're still even dating in the last episode but she just completely forgot and they break yeah, up. Yeah, by the end of the series she's been with him for three years. Yeah. And that's longer than... She was with anyone else <laughs> like, during the main show. Yeah. Um... And there's just other weird things, but we can talk about that more in our own time. Um, I just thought... I think we should bring up our fan idea for horror. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot. The whole season that we think should have happened or should. I think if anyone watches Gilmore Girls, I hope someone might be worth it. I hope there's someone listening who has a shared interest in this. Um, I think that they should do a murder mystery season of Gilmore Girls, but set during the main series. Yeah. So that, which is basically a murder mystery involving Taylor as the victim, because I think he's the character everyone has beef with. Yeah, so everyone could be a suspect. Yes. And, like... Also, not many people might not care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure he could have cameos in... He maybe filmed his own obituary yeah. and... You know, whatever. Typical Taylor. Typical Taylorisms. That Taylor. Um, but I just like the idea... And we also like the idea of uh, Paris and Rory being like, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, so sort of doing like a noir. film noir kind <laughs> of... Detective things. Yeah. I mean, I, like, what... When you first watched it, I assume you have Paris opinions. Yeah. Year in the life. Yeah, well, like, her performance was on point. Yes. As always. But I feel with her character, the way they handled her marriage was wrong. Not just because <sighs> I, I ship her for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I think she's a closeted lesbian. But, um, no, I think, like, a whole point during the main series was made about how. Paris's own family situation affected her and how she didn't like that and I feel it was really kind of a disservice to her character they just basically make her become exactly like her parents and shove her kids off to a nanny all the time yeah I mean I actually liked her job I thought it was really funny I liked what her job was Um, but it didn't really seem to connect with the rest I also have a bit of problems with Lane just because A she wasn't really used B her whole thing was trying to rebel and not become like her mum and then she just is yeah. her mum now yeah that was a few odd choices but I'm I think I'm more glad it happened than it didn't yeah not that I have any say because <laughs> I started watching Good Girls right after it happened but um, you know no it's not as offensive to me as my fir- after my first watch um, we had watched two we, had, we were watching the final season and I wanted to slow it down a little bit because it was almost over so I asked Justin if we could watch something else and we watched Curve Your Enthusiasm and it was a new episode and Lauren Graham was in it <laughs> <laughs> as like quite a significant character um, so that was a bit of a I've never seen her in anything else it's interesting she has she was actually acting very different well, that's weird I can't imagine her as like not Lorelei yeah Anyway, yeah, she um, it's it's almost time to actually, actually tell some ghost stories. Kids. We've set the chilling mood. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's my turn this week, actually. Yeah, it is your turn. 
Right oh. Um okay, so because it's December. Yes. <laughs> it is. You might have heard, you might have heard. Um my next three ghost stories have a vague, very tenuous link. Like, if I didn't tell you, no one would know. But I'm telling everyone because I've put some thought into this. <laughs> um, and you deserve your credit. Yeah. Um, they're not Christmassy in the slightest. I'm just my next three stories. One is a ghost of Christmas past, but it raised the Christmas. It's just a ghost of the past. <laughs> next week I'll do a, a, a current ghost of Christmas present. And then the final one will be ghost of Christmas future, but that'll probably be after Christmas. Anyway. Well, then it will be in the future. <gasps> yes. Okay, but none of them are Christmassy, so just imagine snow while I'm telling you the story. And my story today is the monster of Glamis Castle. <gasps> Do you know about this? I I was uh, considering doing this one like a few weeks ago, but then I didn't because I was like, I've already done the Scotland one. <laughs> okay. I didn't want two like Scotland ones close to each other. So. Well, I'm kind of, I might, be, th- this story is very much a pick and mix. Yeah, I like skimmed. Because okay. I changed my mind about doing it. Um, and I don't really like the term monster. The story is very, who is the monster and who is the man? It's... Mm, yeah, anyway. Okay. Glamis Castle is one of... Co- <laughs> God, I've already messed up. Glamis Castle is one of Scotland's most beautiful buildings. Chilled yet? It is situated in Angus and is the home of the Earl and Countess of Strathmore and King Harold. And we, um, and we could do several episodes about this castle, but I'm going to give you a little pick and mix of its most infamous storas. Um, the most famous legend of this castle is the Glamis Monster. The monster's real name, Thomas Le- Lion Bowles. I'm going to be saying that a lot, actually, because half of the people that lived in this house are Leon Bowles's. Oh, they wrote it to him, the Queen Mother. What? Related to the Queen Mother. Oh. Maybe she's the monster. Um, <laughs> Wait, isn't no, that her no maiden offense, name? No offence, Mum. Lion. What, monster? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ra, ra, ah, ah. No, the Queen Mother's maiden name was Lion. Lion Bowles. Yeah. Okay. I think. Thank you for educating me. I have not watched The Crown. Um, so I don't know these facts. <laughs> I didn't just know this because I watched The Crown. I watched the first episode. I realised... It's not for you. I realise I didn't care. <laughs> I mean, I just like period dramas, so... I like period dramas. I also have a, a slightly embarrassing crush on an actor in it. Which one? It's not the one anyone expects. <laughs> I can't remember his name either. <laughs> He's the guy, he he plays... Is he the one who plays the guy who goes out with Princess Margaret? No. Mm. This is episode one. Oh, I, I don't be... think he's in much more of it because oh, the episode I, I watched he was like coughing blood. <laughs> it's the dad. It's the it's the um, oh yeah, yeah. Moriarty and yeah yeah okay yeah. It's not a crush. It's just kind of like a oh he's fun to watch. Anyway, I mean I only half watch it so carefully. If I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah it 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 when I when I when I realized he was in it I was excited. When I realized he was dying I was like mm, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Thomas was. Uh, born as the first child of Lord Glamis and his wife, wife Charlotte, but was described by the midwife as hideously deformed, resembling a frog. 
with bulbous eyes, lips, and slimy skin. Wouldn't he be a tadpole at that point? <laughs> he was a little baby tadpole. Um, the, ch- the child was announced as having died several days after being born, which conflicted with the midwife's story, who said that while unusual looking, he was in fine health. And despite the announcement of his death, no funeral or grave um, were ever discovered or erected. Um, instead, it is believed that Thomas was kept in a secret, bricked-off chamber. Now, I wish you'd done the story, because I feel like you would have given it more <laughs> detail. Um, yes, yeah, so it was rumoured that they kept... Because he was the, the heir to the estate, and they didn't have another child yet. Uh, so they're like, he's a backup plan. Yeah, he's... <laughs> The, he's the the, 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 the he's the external child. hard drive. That's the... why I said I think the Lord's the the monster because that's really mean. Yeah, it's horrible. It's if he's of... in fine health, doesn't matter if he's a frog. Um... I think people would love it if there's like a frog lord of Scotland. <laughs> lord Frog. Yeah. He could be the maybe he's what Toad of Toad Hall is based yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Glamis is also home to many ghosts, which is why I'm talking about this because the monster's not technically a ghost for a poltergeist. Uh, one is called the Grey Lady. She is believed to be the ghost of Lady Glamis Janet Douglas, um, who was burned at the stake for being a supposed witch in 1537. Her husband was another John Lyon. I don't know why I said another. Anyway, there's a lot of lions. Everyone in the story has the same names, no matter what century yeah. you're in. It's very annoying. Um, basically, she was the first... Uh, no, her first husband was the Lord... Um, and she had a son named, another son named John. She was accused of poisoning him upon his death in 1528. Sorry, but poisoning someone after they died is a bit redundant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to poison all the corpses. Uh, Okay, go right ahead. Um, She was accused of poisoning him, um, but she was cleared of the crime and was free to marry her second husband, Archibald Campwell Campwell of Skipness. That's a name, isn't it? Uh... I think it's Campbell. I'm being... I'm very, I'm very slurry when I'm reading it. Anyway. However, in July 1537, she was accused of planning to poison the King... Uh, King James uh, V of Scotland. Um, and communicating with her brothers, who were part of several conspiracies against the King. Um, Lady Poison. Let's call that. Although the allegations were clearly false, she was sent to... Okay. <laughs> Fine. Uh, she was sent to Edinburgh Castle Dungeon and with her husband, um, who did escape, but was later killed. James could not find any evidence to convict her, so he tortured her family and servants in a bid to find the truth. Janet was later convicted and burned at the stake on the 17th July, 1537, at Castle Hill in Edinburgh. And she has been spotted around Glamis Castle as a grey, ethereal shape. Poisoning people. <laughs> Probably. Uh, anytime some, anytime the chef messes up, they're like... Hey, Janet. <laughs> Janet! Okay, um, there's a ghost of a young servant boy who's been sitting on the stone seat by the door of the Queen's room on several occasions. He's seen as a full-bodied apparition, but has never been heard or seen anywhere else in the castle. There's the ghost of Earl Beardy. Um, he's one of the more infamous ghosts of the castle. Um, he uh, he's also known as Albini his real name was Alexander Lindsay the fourth Earl of Crawford 
He was supposedly a cruel and twisted man who drank heavily. His presence has been seen, heard, and felt all around the castle. Reports of children waking in the middle of the night only to see a dark figure standing over their beds have been noted. Mm. Many believe he's in a se- he's in a secret room as well in the castle, gambling with the devil for all eternity. Is he having fun? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the devil knows how to party. Mm. Legend goes he was visiting the castle one Sunday night, and upon returning to his room, he was uh, shouting in a drunken rage for someone to come and play cards with him. Nobody wanted to take him up on his offer on a Sabbath, so he finally raged he'd play with the devil himself. Shortly after, there was a knock at the door. In walked a tall gentleman in a long, dark cloak, and he asked if Earl Beardy still needed someone to play cards with him. The Earl agreed to play the man, and they retired to a room in the castle, slammed the door shut, and proceeded to play cards into the night. There were lots of swearing and shouting coming from the room, which could be heard throughout the castle. One of the servants apparently looked through the keyhole out of curiosity to see what all the commotion was about, only to be blinded in the eye by a bright beam of light shining through. And this was pre... Torches. Yes, and using your phone as a torch, mm. which is the lightest, brightest yeah. light known to men. Um, the Earl heard the servant outside the door and rounded on him for spying. It's an interesting turn of phrase, which mm. proves that I copied and pasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he headed back to the room, the man who was believed to be the devil had gone, along with the Earl's soul. He said to still be playing cards, apparently, in a secret room in the castle. Um, but you can still hear him shouting and swearing. Shouting, go fish. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, perhaps the most reported and certainly the most chilling ghost is that of a woman with no tongue. Yeah. She has been seen wandering the grounds, pointing to her badly wounded and bleeding face. She is also said to be seen looking out from a barred window within the castle. It is not clear who this spirit might be, or what might have happened for her to lose her tongue. However, it is speculated that she might have been a servant who'd gone looking around the house somewhere she shouldn't. Some say she discovered poor frogboy Thomas in his chamber, and threatened to expose the family, but was punished by the Lord. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. That's really, like, gross ghost to see as well like because if she, her face is all like bleeding and yeah apparently she just sort of runs down the hall again i don't like that i do like it as a story but i don't, I, I don't I like think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i can't wait to go and visit and that's where the queen's from queen's yeah mom. the queen the queen's mother queen mum. i mean there's rumors that the royal family of lizard people yeah, maybe, maybe they're just often it's actually frog people. Yeah. Amphibians, river. not lizards. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's some story. That I enjoyed that. Thank you. Okay. I've named mine. Actually, I've got two titles, so I'm trying to decide which one to go with. I'll give a scary reaction. Uh, okay, it says The Big Toy Shop of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The alternative title is Ghosts Are Us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was expecting to be changed. Ghosts. 
maybe it's a little scary. I'm so, well, the story is spooky, but the titles aren't. There's millions of hauntings all under one roof. It's, it's called, called Ghost of Rust. Ghost of Rust. Like a giant ghost giraffe. Like, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> chill me. Okay. This story begins in Sunnyvale, California, 1880, at a farm called Murphy Ranch during the spring. Here worked a farmhand, Yoni Jonsson, a Scandinavian immigrant in his mid-twenties, who was also studying for the ministry. We've been eating Scandinavian, Scandinavian. cheese puffs today. Yeah. Um, so good. To get into the mood. Yeah. Um, he made them himself. It was a cheese puff farm. Um, <laughs> Do not lie to me. <laughs> From the old puff trees. Ghost mood, it's a horror story. Um... <laughs> Now, this isn't funny. Jonsson was partially brain damaged after contracting en- contracting encephalitis, um, which gained him the nickname Crazy Yoni. Oh, but he nice. no, it's not very nice. But he continued to work at the Murphy farm for many years after. The wealthy owner of the farm, Martin Murphy Jr., had a daughter Elizabeth, and Yoni had taken a liking to her. But he was devastated when she told him she was to marry a wealthy lawyer back east. Three years after this discovery, Yoni was chopping wood in the orchard when he slipped, the axe cutting deep into his leg. He was far from help and bled to death, still heartbroken and alone. Oh. Fast forward to <laughs> 1982. Oh, wow. The farm is long gone and in its place, Toys R Us. <laughs> but it seems Yoni didn't leave the farm. Oh, wow. The Lord giveth the Lord taketh away. A faraway voice repeated over the intercom as an employee alone in the store was closing up shop. I've got a nice drawer in here. So. That's not all the employees heard. From down the aisles or, or over the intercom came episodes of disembodied whispering, laughing and crying. S- sometimes staff even heard their names being called from nowhere. Okay, I don't like it when ghosts say your name. No. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that, but remember when we got that email where it's like, oh, this ghost used to say my name. Anyway, the worst thing that happens, like, the worst thing, <laughs> I don't like them acknowledging like, me. No, it's like, don't make this personal. No. <laughs> what did I do to you? I didn't kill you. It'd be funny if they said your name, but it was a bit wrong. Mm-hmm. Just like... Hamish. Hamish. I'm like, it's not as pronounced. <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Proceed. Long-time employee, Lillian... Put her nickname Putt, which is well, she had to, it was either Putt or Putt Putt. I don't know, but either way, it's a freaking weird <laughs> nickname. I don't think it's a name she chose, Putt Putt. Well, it was in like both of my sources, it was listed as her, listed as her nickname, so God only knows. Maybe she liked golf. O'Brien saw Yoni's spectral figure pass by her. A young man in his 20s or 30s wearing knickerbockers. A white long-sleeved work shirt and a grey tweed snap rim cap. Short-term contractors were pranked by the ghost, who caused toys to leap from the shelves, lights to turn on and off, the electronic toys suddenly activated. Perhaps worst of all, dolls talked that did not have the capability to do so. <laughs> you do not have the capability. <laughs> the contractors refused to return. Oh. Unsurprisingly. One evening, an employee was walking away from the shop moments after locking the doors when someone began furiously banging on the doors from inside. 
He turned back to unlock and let whoever was inside. They'd accidentally trapped out. But upon doing so, he saw no one was there at all. Yonni's shadow persisted to those in the store who would catch a glimpse of him in the corner of their eyes. He even seems to have confused female customers and staff for his beloved Elizabeth. Girls felt him stroking their long hair and following them to the ladies' bathroom, where he'd scare them by turning on the taps. No, being a ghost is no excuse. This is just... Yeah. Let's just call out. We're calling out Hollywood. <laughs> Gonna call out, We're calling out the astral the plane. <laughs> astral plane. You cannot get away with this. No. The spectral activity came to the attention of a psychic... Sylvia Brown, who brought along with her photographic experts um, to a seance they held in the most active aisle of the shop. Apparently it always smelled of fresh flowers for no reason in that particular aisle. I mean, I, mean, I don't, don't know. That's, that's quite a nice... That's quite nice, but... Uh, there are, ghosts have a tendency to smell like much worse things. Yeah, so that's not too bad, Yoni. We need to get rid of this horrible flower smell. I mean, not good if you have hay fever. That's true. Um, that night, employees gathered around Sylvia and the um, and the cameraman in the darkened store as she attempted to summon Yoni with the help of her spirit assistant, Francine. Oh, spirit assistant. Mm. Immediately, Sylvia spoke with Yoni, seeing him ahead of her in the aisle, even though no one else could. He told her she should move because she'd get her feet wet standing there. A confusing joke until later it was discovered that there's a well in that very same spot during Yoni's time. <laughs> Sylvia continued chatting with the spirit who revealed he was still waiting for Beth. He still clung on to hope after death, it seems, refusing to move on. He is a bit clingy, isn't he? Man. Like, I know you got brain damage, but still. During this conversation, the photographer's been snapping away with both standard 35mm film and infrared. 35mm images showed absolutely nothing, but in the infrared, a man was seen leaning and leaning, or pacing back and forth, right where Sylvia was talking to, and I have a picture. Oh, yeah. no. Let me show you. Where's my phone? I, should be, I forgot I sent myself a picture. Twitter pit. I'll put it on the Twitter. Yeah. Um. I don't like pictures. Show no. me. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Uh, this is the, uh, so that's them all like sat in the aisle of the seance and you can see um, the figure <laughs> yeah it's not nice yeah, and like the way the recording that I found like it made it sound as if they'd obviously taken quite a few or it's like on film because they mm. say like him being in different positions but that was the only picture that I could find and ah. um, the employees themselves couldn't hear what Yoni was saying, but they heard or felt a buzzing um, during the intervals when he was meant to be responding. As desperately as Brown tried to convince Yoni to move on, to give the staff some relief, he refused. Sad, confused, and not even truly aware he was dead, Yoni still wanders the Sunnyvale Toys R Us in vain for a woman who will never love him back. That's the end of my story. And <sighs> I have to give a shout out to my source, a 1991 TV show I found called Haunted Lives, True Ghost Stories. And it was narrated by Leonard Len- Nimoy. <gasps> and oh, it wow. was, after showing the video, it had like some most amazing 
hairstyles <laughs> and like 90s looks because it had like a reconstruction which it was directed by Toe Pooper <gasps> really yeah. oh my god you've been sitting on this yeah. this whole time Tobe, our gorgeous, gorgeous angel from uh, last week's Poltergeist. Yeah. We love a bit of Tobe. Yeah. He directed, um, I, th- I don't think he did all the episodes, but but the one I watched, he directed. So he went from directing Poltergeist. And I think the special effects guy on it did the, worked on Poltergeist as well. Wow. I want to check that show out. Yeah. It was like, the first episode was on um, Vimeo, um, and I only watched that one the first segment because I wanted to save the rest mm. <laughs> well I promise I won't yes. take anything from that yeah. show if I really enjoyed it <laughs> you don't take anything but from you get to see um, Lillian put O'Brien in the flash talking so that's why your notebook is covered in <laughs> giant <laughs> massive 90s 80s frames yeah. and perms gorgeous yeah she even says like how she'd go into the stockroom and be like Yanni it's just me <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what we talked about with Poltergeist. We mm. like it when people are just kind of matter-of-facty about... Mm. I mean, he's making it smell like flowers. Mm. I mean, the great thing... is then harassing ladies in the bathroom. That's not on. No. But he's from a different time. <laughs> he's from the 1880s, and that's even less, you know... You know... Um, that's even less correct than the 80s. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. Fascinating, as Leonard Nimoy probably mm. said. Um... Toys R Us always has a slightly haunted feel, mm. especially nowadays. Yeah, it seems kind of like I feel. I always think of it as the nineties in Toys R Us. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean? I saw a, I saw an article, and the the headline was like Toys R Us. What happened to it? And I, my first thought was, you grow up. Yeah, like, <laughs> like maybe it was always like this. It maybe feels like it, a. It's not for you anymore. Yeah, it feels like a universal constant. Mm. My Toys R Us memory is I queued outside one of them with my Game Boy to get a Celebi in <gasps> gold and silver. Nice. And they you had to plug it into a Super Nintendo <gasps> and it sort of transferred oh that way. And everything you need to have a free space in your party. Yeah. And every single person in the queue didn't. <sighs> and so, so had ch- everyone had to like there was like a second queue of you going to the front mm. and saying, Do you have a free space in your Pokemon? And <laughs> then you had to go like five back. Oh my god. <laughs> um I'm jealous. I got a certificate as well. <gasps> it said, like, what number in the country I was. I can't remember what it is, but it was kind of not as low as I wanted it to be. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for the story. You're welcome. I, I think we should go to Toys R Us on a... Ghost hunt. Fact-checking <laughs> I really adventure. liked that the town was called Sunnyvale, because it just sounds like a typical, like... Yeah. Reminds me of, like, Buffy. Yeah, I mean, like, when I went to America recently... I was I listened to a lot of my favorite murder while walking around, mm. and actually, I my plane landed in uh, wherever it was. I went because <laughs> I went to San Francisco <laughs> and I went to Washington, but then I went to somewhere else. Anyway, they were talking about the t- the the city, yeah, and it just made me think. There's like so many, so much more haunting. So it's haunting of a different breed, yeah. In America. Because we, I go to castles. Yeah, here's, you know, America's castles, Toys R Us. Yeah. Great. Okay. We have do, some do have treats. Some treats? Well, it's not a treat, but it's more of a trick. Um, we got a submission that's... Is it the audio one? An audio. <gasps> I've not listened to this yet. I started listening to it. 
Should we play? Like right. a lot of our emails, they um, they try a lot harder than we <laughs> <laughs> do. <laughs> this one's like meant to be creepy. But should we listen to it? Yeah. I've got it. Okay, we're going to listen to it. Horseman? did not realise that was the title of it. Horseman Ghost. Okay. Oh God, that sounds awful. Let's listen. This happened to my aunt and uncle. They told me a story about when they first moved to a small little house in a town called Russell. They had a baby. The baby was my cousin and he was just a baby. So he doesn't remember this. One night, my aunt felt very uncomfortable. She was laying down and trying to sleep, but she couldn't fall asleep. She rolled over and looked from her two-story window from the bedroom and saw a face. Now the face was elongated, almost like a horse. Ooh. And it was breathing against the glass. <laughs> she stared in shock as it made a noise, almost like a neigh. And the breath of its nostrils hit the glass and she was able to see. And she turned and she said, Ron, Ron, wake up. And her husband, in his half-asleep state, rolled over. And he stared. And he saw it as well. And she, very quietly, asked, Can you see that? You could see that, right? And Ron, he, he said, yes. Francine, I can, I can see. What is that? But they were too scared, too scared to move from their bed. So, Ron waited until he wasn't so scared, and the face disappeared. And he looked out the window, and he didn't see anything. And he ran out the house, and he didn't see anything. They didn't wake up Jackson. He was very tired and they didn't want to wake him up. So they let him sleep and they tried to forget about what they saw. But Francine, my aunt, she she couldn't sleep. She was just too scared. Well, they went out to the backyard and looked up at the window from the bedroom that was two stories up and they looked down at the foundation of the house. Well, there was bite marks in the foundation and it was odd because that wasn't there when they first bought the house and they looked behind near the well that was closed off. It was it was old and, and they're looking around and they're trying to see signs of any of this creature they saw. From my understanding, they were told a story about this house, that there was a man that lived there with a horse, and the horse and the man fell down the well and both died, and 
Francie, my aunt, she she believes that the entity that she saw was a um, a mixture of the two spirits together. So that's, that's my other story. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. That's a new one. I've never heard of a combo ghost. No, like fusion. I guess once they like landed at the bottom of the well and got smushed together. Bojack Horseman origin. <gasps> That's unnerving. When you started, I thought it was just a horse. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a ghost horse. <laughs> but like, oh, but it did come back. <laughs> but two stories up, and just the breath. Ooh. I mean, horses are scary. Um, I should say that's from Caleb, um, who is at Hellblazers with a Z on Twitter. Um, when I went to... Do you know... Do you remember, like, after your GCSEs, you do weird things? Uh, well, as in, like, immediately after your GCSEs. When there's still some, like, term as left. In, oh, yeah, like, bef- yeah, like... We went away to a camp. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, they had some horses. And we were all in these big tents. And one of the horses escaped, like, at night and was just running through tents. <laughs> Which is really dangerous. Oh, yeah. But we just woke up at midnight just hearing, like, <laughs> which is a great noise. That's a, um, that's a pretty good noise. Really impression. echoing in the night and just, like, trampling in chaos and people screaming. Like, they could have, like, trampled on someone in their sleep. Yeah, that was great. Um, thank you for that. Um, I quite liked, like, there's a little bit of noise of, hmm. like, stuff going on, yeah. but it kind of felt like we were listening to a discovered creepy yeah. tape of. Well, we, of the horseman. Of the horseman. Thank you for that. Um, shall we call that a... That's, that's an episode? A night. A night. Mm. Call it a night. Mm. <laughs> Nights are when ghosts live. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're The Poltercast on Twitter. Thepoltercast uh, at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Send us your stories. Send us your recordings. Yeah. Your creepy photos. <laughs> Etc. Um, Anything that just creeps you out. We've actually had a few people on Twitter say, I don't think mine really counts. Yeah. And like, some it of the ones does. <laughs> some of the ones I've actually done. Yeah. I don't know if they count. It's like, we just like to know. <laughs> we just like to be sure. Yeah. Um, or just like, you know, if you have any thoughts on anything we've spoken about, I guess, as well. More information. Maybe you are the monster frog boy. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to speak up about frog rights... Frog rights. We'd be happy to boost your platform. (laughs) Um, To our numerous listeners. Mm. Okay. Until next time. Rest in peace.